Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All righty, rock and roll. Now we're number two of our radio program. That's right. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio and also streaming on YouTube So now we have to get to what a lot of people have been waiting for for the last 60 minutes. And it's my breakdown on the drama Dallas choking Cowboys. And I will admit, going into this game yesterday, I was not sure who was going to win the game. I thought the Cowboys, and I never believe in the Cowboys in a big spot, but I thought they had the ability to walk into Philadelphia and get a W. And right when the Eagles look like they're going to win the game, And Brandon Graham comes up late with two sacks. I thought the game was over. And then the Eagles couldn't get a first down. The Cowboys still had their timeouts. And the Cowboys get the ball. And the Cowboys are quickly marching right down the field. And I'm sitting there saying, wow, in a game where Dak Prescott played well, maybe the narrative starts to change a little bit on Dak Prescott. And they put the cherry on top of the Sunday. They put the ball in the end zone. And they stun the Philadelphia Eagles, because if that transpired, every single person today would have been saying, wow, that makes us look at Dallas differently. Okay. Dallas with an impressive win in Philly. I can't believe when you look at the difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys, everyone talks about, including me, how the Eagles know how to win. And that's the difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys. And look, the Eagles gave the game to the Dallas Cowboys, but even when it was put on a beautiful plate, and it was handed to you on a silver spoon, the Dallas Cowboys, when for most of the game, they looked like a solid team, and Dak was playing a really good game, and he didn't look like he was going to be the reason why they lose the game. Right in the final 30 seconds, the Cowboys' uh, worst nightmare, and the Cowboys' pass pops right back up. Where that's why I call them the drama Dallas choking Cowboys. Because they had that game practically won right at the six-yard line. They get a false start penalty after Jalen Carter jumped. Then they immediately go right back after getting to the six. They go back to the 11. When they're at the 11, Dak Prescott takes a sack. They lose 11 yards, and his offensive line was bad in the game. Then Dak Prescott has an incomplete pass. Then they have a delay a game. And on the final play of the game, it was close. When they were 27 yards out, but close, yet no cigar. And they didn't find a way to get the victory. To go from the six, it's actually impressive. To be at the six with 27 seconds to go. And for the game to end when you're throwing the ball and snapping the ball from your 27, that's the only way the Cowboys could do it. The Cowboys do the unthinkable in the big spot, even when we see it over and over again. 
three years ago. I don't know what they were trying to do where Dak slides in bounds. Then they try to rush up to the line. The official never touches the ball and they can't even snap the ball. Unimaginable that that was their approach. Then last year, yeah, you lose Tony Pollard. Your defense is playing a great game. And Dak Prescott, who you play all this money to or pay all this money to, fumble, interception, good night. And then this year, you got smacked by the 49ers. Then you're playing the first of two up against the Eagles. And the Eagles displayed that they were the better team in the third quarter. But they didn't slam the coffin shut on you. And the Eagles were trying to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in the final few minutes of the game. And they said, here is the win. Take the win and get the ball in the end zone. You are at the six-yard line. The six with 27 seconds left. And I don't care what transpired in the first 59-plus minutes of the game. Like, you look at Dak Prescott's stat line. I know there's a lot of people today saying, you can't crush Dak Prescott. You can't go after Dak Prescott. He was 29-44, 374 yards and three touchdowns. No one's saying Dak is trash. No one outside of LaShawn McCoy, which is stupid, is saying Dak is ass. We've all said Dak's a good quarterback. Everyone's acknowledged that. But when you pay the quarterback 40-something million dollars, I don't want to hear, even if there's validity to it, the offensive line stunk. Or this connection was off with this wide receiver. Or the defense let you down. Like, I don't want to hear any of that stuff. You had two opportunities at the end of the game in a 28-23 to game to go win it. Because they got the ball with 442 at their own 26. They turned the ball over on downs. Fourth and eight at the Eagles 29. And then when they got gifted the ball back with 46 seconds to go. And I get it. They're moving the ball down the field. But when you quickly get the ball to the six-yard line, you got to put the ball in the end zone. And they didn't. And I don't want to hear, oh, give Dak a pass because of that. Because C.J. Stroud had basically an identical situation. He got the ball back with 46 seconds as well. And that's a rookie quarterback who doesn't have as talented of a team as the Dallas Cowboys do. And I get it. The Texans are are going up against Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay's not a slouch of a defense, and the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. But C.J. Stroud... Got the ball in the damn end zone. That's what a franchise quarterback does. Dak Prescott, even though his line stunk, you get the ball to the six. You can't take a sack. You got to get the ball in the end zone. You got to give your team a chance. And Dak continues to show in the big moment, he's just good. At times, he may look like he's great. But through the full 60-minute span of a game, whenever the game is in the balance at the end and there's a chance to win it against a marquee elite team and you're trying to get a signature victory, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys fail. And in a game where it looked like they were going to stun Philadelphia and send home all those raucous, crazy fans at Lincoln Financial Field in a somber mood, 
just when the Cowboys looked like they were going to be screaming, how about them Cowboys? And Jerry Jones is going to be throwing a parade in South Philadelphia and jumping up and down like a fat kid in a candy store. The drama Dallas choking Cowboys appeared at the six-yard line. And they ended the game taking a snap from the 27-yard line. You just can't make it up. In a game where how it was trending towards the end, they should not have won. They were gifted an opportunity to win the game. And they moved in the wrong direction. So sure, enemy number one today and culprit number one on why the Cowboys lost is not Dak Prescott. I will admit that. But I don't care how great Dak played through the first 57, 56, 55 minutes of the game. Franchise quarterbacks, two things they need to do. When I watch a game, this is what I look for to determine if I believe you're a franchise quarterback. On third down, I don't care what the distance is, but on third down, third and 18, third and six, third and three, third and 22. If I'm sitting on the couch and you're my quarterback, I got to have a belief, regardless of what the distance is, you're going to make the third down play. And then, when the game is on the line and you're driving to go win the game, I got to think to myself, this is the guy that's going to get the job done. It's two complex things to do, but also two simple ways of looking and determining if your guy is the franchise quarterback. And for Dak Prescott, when you go on the back end of that statement and he's driving late in a game, I just don't trust this dude to get the job done. And that was even yesterday when I was nervous. I even thought, wow, Dak is actually going to do this. And right when I let my guard down a little bit, I said, hmm, here come the Cowboys. Here comes Dallas. Dak showed you, and the Cowboys showed you who they are. Why, they have the looks of a great team, but they are very far away from being a great team. And once again, the wins for the Cowboys this year, the Giants, the Jets, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Rams. A win's a win in the NFL. You shouldn't apologize for winning. But when this team hasn't been to a Super Bowl since 1995, and this team hasn't been to an NFC title game since the 1995 season, you got to be better than that. And you got to be held to a higher standard. They lost to the Cardinals this year, who stink. They lost to the 49ers, who are good, and they lost to the Eagles. The Cowboys have a lot of empty wins. And when I look at Dallas, I said this all throughout the year. I said it before the season started. There is no reason to believe in them. Even when they were winning games 40 to nothing and 30 to 10 and 43 to 20, 38 to 3, there's not a reason to believe in them. Because the last two years, we've seen this team in the regular season be 12 wins back to back years. And when push comes to shove, Regardless of who the opponent is, when you get into a big spot, when you get into a big game, four doesn't get the job done, and this team, team, 
does not get the job done. And you saw it yesterday. Even what wasn't an embarrassing performance. Even which was, was a game that was tough going in. You thought it could go either way. But the Eagles let the opportunity and they left the window for you to cash in and go get a dub. Two drives at the end of the game. The second one was a gift. The second one, you should thank the Eagles for their incompetence down the stretch. And when you get the ball to the six, it's not brain surgery, folks. It's not You don't need a PhD in football. You got to get the ball in the end zone. And the quarterback that's making $40 million, even though he played a really good game up until that final two drives, the quarterback has to make sure they don't move all the way back to the 27. But that's what transpired. And now look at the Eagles. They're 8-1. And And if I'm a team in the NFL, I would be scared, you know what, when it comes to Philadelphia. Because the Eagles are 8-1, and and people are being critical of Philadelphia. And this is not like the Steelers of a few years ago. Remember a few years ago, Steelers like 9-0, 10-0 to start the season. Whatever it was, and then they just stumbled down the stretch. Like We all knew that Steelers team wasn't as good as to what their record indicated they were. But this is a team in Philadelphia that just got to the Super Bowl last year. This is a team last year in Philadelphia that was as dominant as dominant could be in the regular season. And they were up by 10 at halftime against the Chiefs, and then Patrick Mahomes did what Patrick Mahomes did. But as long as Jalen Hurts stays healthy, which he was hobbling around to the game, and he had to go into halftime a little bit early, as long as he is healthy, they're in the Super Bowl this year. Now, I look at the NFC. 49ers last three weeks have come back down to earth. Impossible to trust the Cowboys. I love the Lions. I can't pick them to go to the Super Bowl right now. Seattle, Geno Smith has a problem the last few weeks. NFC South, no one's going to trust whoever wins that division to go to a Super Bowl. Eagles get home field advantage. Eagles have two games in South Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial Field, staring them in the face to get to the Super Bowl. As long as their quarterback, as long as one stays healthy, I'd be really damn surprised with what I've seen through the first nine weeks of the season as they enter their bye week right now and try to get healthy if the Eagles don't get to the Super Bowl once again. Because that is the most well-rounded team in the league. That is the deepest team in the league. And this team is 8-1, and and you have people get on their soapbox saying, oh, they don't look that great. It's because how they win the games, blah, blah, blah. They're 8-1. and And they get the benefit of the doubt, even when it doesn't look pretty, because they got to the Super Bowl last year. Think about how many teams we see get to the Super Bowl and then the next year stumble. The Eagles aren't stumbling. They're 8-1. and They're flying high in South Philadelphia. And their schedule, whew, they're going to get a few L's. But their schedule, well, it picks up coming out of this bye week. Oh, this Cowboy game was just a start. You get on Monday Night Football, November 20th, Kansas City. Then on uh, Thanksgiving weekend, you get the Buffalo Bills. Then December 3rd, San Francisco. December 10th, in Dallas. September 17th, Seattle. That's the next five games for the Philadelphia Eagles. Monday Night Football, 8.15 p.m. Eastern. Back-to-back 425 games on Sunday. Then you get a Sunday Night Football game against Dallas and another 425 p.m. Eastern time game. 12th man in Seattle. Oh, I can't wait to watch the Eagles the next five weeks. Those are some heavyweight fights. And if they go, what, three and two? Four and one? What are you going to say after that stretch? Because they're eight and one. 
and they're just getting started because they still haven't played their best brand of football. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break. When we come on back, Dare Gumbawale is going to join us from the Houston Texans. He used to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I actually interviewed him in studio here at CBS Sports Radio. And then like a week later, the world was coming to an end because COVID hit us. That was the last in-studio guest I had before COVID, which is wild. Uh, but Dare Gumbawale is a backup running back for the Texans. If it wasn't for Damian Pierce being hurt yesterday, he wouldn't have even been active. And thankfully for them, he was because their kicker goes down. And he had to kick for them in the second half, put him up three late in the game. We know there was some back and forth. And then we saw the magnificent C.J. Stroud in 46 seconds do what Dak Prescott couldn't do and get the ball in the end zone. Dari Gumbawale from the Texans will join us on the other side. It is Zach Gelb Show right here, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone restrictions apply. What a win yesterday for the Houston Texans up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And someone that we once had in studio here on CBS Sports Radio actually played a big role in the game in an unexpected way, and that was kicking the football. Now joining us, running back for the Houston Texans. I guess we could call him a kicker now as well, Dari Agumbawale. Dari, it's been a while. Appreciate the time. How you been? I'm good, man. How you doing? Well, I'm doing fantastic. So take me through what halftime was like for you. Fairbairn gets hurt. When did they come to you and say, we need you to kick in this game? 
Uh, so yeah, right at half, um, we're in the uh, in the locker room, and and Frank, our special teams coach, tells me that I should go out, uh, leave the locker room a little early just to get a couple of kicks. And I'm kind of confused as to why, because nobody really knew that Amy was hurt yet. And um, so I get out there, and uh, I'm thinking that he he might, you know, say just be able to come back, but it's just kind of a precautionary thing. And I get out there with John Weeks and Cam Johnson, the long snapper and punter, and they tell me he's down. You're kicking the rest of the game. And I'm like, oh. So, yeah, halftime was different. I'm not out there warming up, taking kicks and field goals. So it was pretty, it was pretty different. I know that you'll be willing to do anything to help the team win, but how nervous were you when you had to line up for that field goal that you eventually drilled? The field goal, I really wasn't as nervous. Um, as, as definitely like at halftime when I was kicking the – I was more worried about the kickoffs, <laughs> keeping it in bounds and keeping it in play. But the field goals, I mean, I was actually pretty good, and I knew if I was close enough, I, I'm pretty good with my accuracy up close. So I wasn't too worried about that. And, I mean, when you, when you run out there – you got the play cock going. You got to get down. The O-line's getting set. You really don't even have time to worry about anything just watching the snap in the hole. So I didn't even have time to be nervous, to be honest with you. But um, I would say I was more nervous for the kickoffs than the field goal. When you make that kick, I don't know if you've seen the video. I know you lived it. But your special teams coordinator had an all-time reaction. When How many times do you watch back that clip today of you making the field goal and then how your your coach reacted to it? Yeah, man, that was the best part of it. Just everybody's reaction, especially Frank's. I mean, he, he's always got crazy energy. So after that, being able to get them all turned up like that was fun, man. It was, it was funny seeing how he reacted to that. Daria Goombawale here with us. You know me, I don't pretend to, to be an expert when I don't know something. Uh, one of your marketing reps, uh, Evan, was texting me during the game yesterday, and he goes, uh, Dari actually played soccer up until his junior year of high school. So it's one thing to know that kind of background, but how did the team know? Like, everyone has an emergency kicker, but how did that come about where the team knew that you even had that in you? Yeah, so last year we um, kind of were going around seeing if anyone had kicking background just because of the same thing, just in case something happened if we needed an emergency kicker. And so um, during camp last year, uh, we did a little thing where we pretended like Amy wasn't able to kick, and I went out there with the, with the field goal team and kicked an extra point. Wow. Um, but then we it had nothing happened since camp of last year. But we, I mean, Frank back his mind. Like I said, we never expected Amy to go down. But um, Frank knew that I had the kicking background, and I kind of had that tag as the emergency kicker, and uh, was actually able to make use on it. I know what you just said, kicking in practice, but when was the last time that you ever kicked in a game? Was that high school? I never actually kicked in a game. Wow. Uh, I never kicked in a game. Uh, in high school, I would kick with the kickers and stuff in practice and stuff like that, but I never kicked in a game in high school, no. So this was my first time actually kicking in a game. It was pretty cool. How much did the soccer background kind of help you when you were out on the field uh, this past weekend? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's the only reason I even have a kick in motion, you know. Uh, besides, without that, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't be the emergency kicker, I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> I mean, that definitely, definitely came in handy. And, um, and Cam, and people were surprised that Cam Johnson, our punter, isn't the emergency kicker, but it's a completely different motion. Um, he's got the Aussie style of punt. So, um, me, me having the soccer background is really what was uh, helpful for me being able to do the uh, do the kickoffs and the field goals just because it's a completely different motion. 
talking to Dario Gumbawale right now. Your name gets thrown in the national spotlight with what you did yesterday. I know that that was one of your old teams that you were going up against in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When you look at all those factors going into it, just what does yesterday's uh, win mean for you? That was awesome, man. Like Obviously, it was a great game, even without that, but... Um, no, yeah, being able to do that against our old friends, you know, seeing those guys on the sidelines, being able to laugh about it with my teammates, um, it, it was special, man. It's definitely fun hearing, hearing uh, how many people were excited for me and then caught wind of what happened, man. So it's a, it's a blessing for sure. I have to talk to you about your quarterback, C.J. Stroud. I don't even know what there is left to say. He had a record-breaking performance yesterday with 470 yards, had the five touchdowns methodically goes down the field at the end of the game in 40-something seconds. Just how do you describe what you've seen so far out of your quarterback in C.J. Stroud? Yeah, man, seven is special. He's special, and it's just, I mean, the talent, you, you, you see the talent. You see talented quarterbacks coming to the league all the time, but it's the, the poise, the confidence, you know, the command he has in the huddle. Um, it, it, he's got it. He's got it. He's special, and uh, it's fun to see. Every week can come out and just do something, like you said, just do something else that you didn't expect them to do. And, and 46 seconds, drive a team down 75 yards. I mean, that's, that's special, man. And I'm glad he's our quarterback. I'm excited to see where he takes us. And, um, yeah, we're we with him because he's, he's a special player. You've been around the standard. You were around Tom Brady, who we all know is the greatest quarterback of all time. I know he's halfway through his first season, but do you see any similarities being around Brady when you start off the early tenure with C.J. Stroud? Yeah, I would, I would definitely say that command and that leadership, like I said. I mean, that, that's something that your quarterback has to have, and C.J.'s got it. You know, when he gets into the huddle, everyone's confident that that play is going to be a successful play just because even the way he, he barks it out, you know. So he, um, he, he's definitely got that thing that, that coaches always look for when they're um, finding that guy who's going to lead the team. So, if he didn't got it, then I would definitely say there's similarities there between the two of them. Now, this organization needed a special player like that to move it back into the right direction. The last two years, you fired coaches, you're picking early in the draft, said goodbye to Deshaun Watson as well. With a kind of new feel and a new era with some new faces in Houston, how do you just kind of describe the vibe around this team? Because you guys have been one of the great NFL surprises so far halfway through the season. Yeah, man, we, we don't really worry about too much of that. You know, every week we go in trying to make sure we win that game that Sunday. So um, the culture, all that's taking care of itself. You know, the way we practice, the way we play, um, the way we attack and prepare. So all that's going to take care of itself. That's not really something that we worry about. We just want to go out there and win games, man, and, and put, play a good brand of football. And I feel like we've been doing that. And um, there's obviously a lot of stuff we can build on and get better. But um, I, I think I, I like the way the, the direction the team's headed for sure. We've seen a lot of times guys be successful coordinators and it doesn't always translate into being uh, really good head coaches. D'Amico Ryans, even when he was playing, was just always known as a leader and the heart and soul of teams. To have him back in Houston, coming over from the 49ers, what has impressed you the most about your head football coach in D'Amico Ryans? I would just say that culture. You know, he's bringing that whole mentality and obviously being a defensive guy, it's you don't expect him to impact the offense as much as he has, but he has. And it's um, it, the culture that he's brought with him has been great, man. Team, we've got a lot of energy all the time. Um, everybody's used up to play and practice. So that's been fun. And um, like you said, he, 
he you can see that personality coming through from the type of player he was and now the type of coach he is because I mean the whole team is kind of taking taking the character of him. So it's uh, it's been pretty cool to see um, the transition that the team's had. And um, yeah, I, I mean we're gonna do some good things because of the guys that we got leading. Before we let you run, Dari Gumbawale, I just want you to be able to share your story a little bit more. I know you played your college ball at Wisconsin. You were undrafted. You've bounced around uh, through a bunch of teams since 2017. But now with your name in the national spotlight with the crazy kicking performance yesterday, just what do you want people to know about Dari Gumbawale? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, you know, I'm a hardworking guy. You know, I'm very blessed to be where I'm at, you know, in my seventh year in the league and um, you know, a lot of work went into it, you know, going, being a walk-on in college, going undrafted, um, definitely a blessing to be where I'm at. And so I, uh, I appreciate you for having me on uh, to be able to tell my story. Yeah, one last thing that, that I'll ask you before we let Daria Gumbawale run. I was reading that after the game, it was said that if Damian Pierce wasn't uh, injured, that you probably wouldn't even have been active for the game. Isn't that just crazy? Like, you never want to see a, another player get injured, but it's kind of crazy how life works where – you probably weren't going to be active. Then you are, and then uh, out of all things, you're kicking in this game. Just wild. Yeah, yeah. You never know. I guess when your number's going to be called. So glad I was able to execute. Well, that's how you kind of lived your life, Dari Gumbawale. Always appreciate the time. Congratulations. Really happy for your success, and thanks so much. Appreciate it. Man. There he is, Dari Gumbawale, joining us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. And the Texans are a team that they're easy to root for. Because for a while, it was just marinated in chaos and incompetence and poor football culture with uh, Deshaun Watson and Jack Easterby. And then you're hiring two coaches that you knew weren't going to be the head coaches. And it just shows you when you get that franchise quarterback and when you get a guy like C.J. Stroud, who has been doubted before, and he plays the way that he's playing right now, you could quickly turn this thing around to the NFL. We've seen it before with Andrew Luck. We've seen it before with Trevor Lawrence. And now you're seeing it with C.J. Stroud. Because for this team to be 4-4 four and four right now and to win a game that they did yesterday in the fashion that they did, man, it's a real tip of the cap to D'Amico Ryans, to Nick Casario, to C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, and just the culture that has changed right in front of our eyes this year through the first eight, nine weeks of the NFL season. This is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll come on back and we will do a segment that we do every Monday and Friday right here on CBS Sports Radio, Onside Offside. But first up, standing by with the latest CBS Sports Radio update, here's the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All righty, this is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Who will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? That's the poll question today at Zach Gelb at CBS Sports Radio. Early returns in first place, 29.3%, the Cincinnati Bengals. In second place, 28.7%, the Baltimore Ravens. 23.8% in third place go with Kansas City. And then other go 18.3%. I'm trying to figure out who the others would be. Can't be the Dolphins because their three biggest games, loss, loss, loss. Can't be the Bills. You can't feel confident about them. Uh, Jaguars, they got to go beat a legit opponent, and they lost to Kansas City earlier in the season. So I don't feel great about the other category. But I think the three best teams in the AFC are the Chiefs, Bengals, and Ravens. I picked the Bengals before the year to get to the Super Bowl and go up against the Eagles, and I'm not moving off that prediction yet. But first up, let's get uh, some questions. We got some answers. We do the segment every Monday and Friday right here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We call it Onside, Offside. Stuart Kovacs, hit it! Zach's taking on the most polarizing issues in sports. Which side of the line of scrimmage will he end up on? Offside, defense number 69. It's Onsides, Offsides with Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio. All righty. Big Mike CBS, or as other people are trying to make this a really popular nickname, Moist Mike. What do we got cooking today? I still don't know what you're talking about. I do not respond to that. By the way, that's actually a nice color shirt on you. It's a little bit wrinkled. Looks like you pulled it out of the bottom of the hamper, but that's a good color on you. Wrinkled? No, this has been hanging up. I well, hang these. Just naturally, us guys, like we wear shirts that don't always... Yeah, I think May it's wrinkled, look wrinkled just because when you I'm take a, it, but then you put it on, it's wrinkled. Yeah, no, no, I think it's just wrinkled because I have bad posture and I uh, <laughs> I bike to work and I'm just a mess. I will say you do rock a very nice gray beard. I think the beard looks wonderful on you. It's a nice tan shirt as well. Now you're looking good, Samter. It's gray everywhere now. You should just be gray down here by the chin. Now I'm getting gray all down the sides too. Your daughter has to pull that oh, beard. Oh, she a lot. loves it. Yeah. She loves it. My, my, my niece uh, Raquel. Um, whenever I have some facial hair, she like even the littlest facial hair, she will pull it. And so you have a, ni- a nice big burly beard. She's probably grabbing that beard all the time. It's fantastic. I it's got to it. hurt, right? No, she doesn't really pull it. She more just like rubs it and like yeah. it, you know feels interesting to her. And your baby girl's adorable, so she could do no wrong. And the reality is, at the, at the end of the day, everything is new to her. So like she's just like learning every second of every day. You're a big mush now. That's yeah. what you are. Well, speaking of learning and being a big mush, the Patriots. Have to learn how to win some football games. Yeah, we're on to Santa's beard. We're on to Santa's beard. Right. Let's uh, pull the beard. All right, do our job. Do our job. Who do you sound like, man? It sounds so familiar. I can't place the voice, but it's it's somebody very important. Uh, the Hello, page- <laughs> it's me. My name is Bill Belichick, and I may be fired when you're unwrapping presents under your Christmas tree. Well. You actually might get fired mid-season, Mr. Belichick. Everyone thought that maybe it would happen after the season. Now, Ben Volin is reporting and wrote that there's a chance that if they lose in Germany to the Colts, he might actually get fired during the bye week, which is nuts that he wouldn't even get to finish up the season. Yeah, that's trolling Volin right there. 
Now, this morning, Belichick was asked specifically about his job security. Have you been given any assurances from ownership about your job status for the rest of the season? Yeah, my focus on get ready for the Colts. <laughs> Do you personally believe that you could be coaching for your job this week against the Colts? I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to get ready for the Colts. That's great. You do a great Belichick. So onside, offside, Bill Belichick will get fired if he loses to Indy next week. In Germany? On the tarmac, waiting for the plane. This is a six-time Super Bowl champion as a head coach. This is a guy, along with Tom Brady, that saved the New England Patriots. Uh, no. There is a zero. And I mean a 0.0. You know what? Negative... 47% chance that they would fire Bill Belichick coming off a loss to the Colts in Germany. Now, I will say, I was reading some of Volan's article. They pointed out this long-term extension, Volan believes, is only through 2024. So it's not as long-term as you may think it could be. Like, there's a chance Belichick's not back next year with the Patriots. I will acknowledge that. But there is no way Robert Kraft is going to fire him right now after week 10, no shot. So you ask me, Bill Belichick will get fired if he loses to Indianapolis next week. Offside. Offside. And by the way, I want this team to lose every single game the rest of the season. Tank, tank, tank. I want Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix Jr., Shador Sanders. Could do like the Rolex with the Shador Sanders. That would be fun. Whatever. I want a new quarterback, and I want them not to mess up this new quarterback. Who's with me? Not I, said the Jet fan, or former Jet fan. Oh, Stu. Fraud alert right there. You know former my theory. Former Jet fan. It was, that was my instinct kicking in. You, I still, even as a Chiefs fan, I don't want to see the Patriots come back. You know my theory. He publicly on the radio said, I gave up on the Jets. I'm now a Chiefs fan. And I still believe there's one thing to say it, but down deep, we all know who Sam roots for. He's a Jet fan. That's not true. The Browns improved to 5-3 and three as the Sean Watson started and finished a game for the first time since week three. Mazel tov. Thank you. Miles Garrett ended a sack in the shutout as the Cleveland defense now tops the NFL in yards allowed and is third in points allowed. So onside, offside, the Browns are a legit threat in the AFC. A legit threat in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl? A legit threat to the top teams in the playoffs. Like, you can see them going on the road and beating the Bengals, going on the road and beating the Dolphins or KC or the Ravens. So, like, put a limit. What round of the playoffs are you saying? Let's say at least divisional round. Just getting to the divisional round. Getting to the divisional round and being a tough out. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. And I said, here we go again. It's the Cleveland Browns and it's first and ten. With that defense, if the standard just to get to the divisional round, yeah, they can. Like, they're not going to an AFC championship game. They're not going to a Super Bowl this year. But that defense is kick-ass. They have a tremendous offensive line, even though Jedrick Wills got hurt yesterday. Um, I don't know the status on him. They lost Nick Chubb for the season. I don't trust Deshaun Watson. But with that defense, they could go wild card weekend to someone else's turf and knock them out of the postseason especially when they get to the quarterback the way that they have with Miles Garrett, either him or T.J. Watt for Defensive Player of the Year. And Dalvin Tomlinson, the big fella, he was feasting yesterday. Had two and a half sacks in the game. So, yeah, if it's just to get to the division around to the playoffs, the Browns could do that. All right, so if the season ended today, the Cardinals would have the first pick, followed by the Bears at two and three, 
because they also have the Panthers pick. Mm-hmm. Then the Giants fourth, Patriots fifth, and Rams sixth. We're only the fifth pick right now, and we suck this much. Yeah, it's really Stu, sad. I know your pain now. I know your pain. <laughs> I know. It's one thing to suck. It's another thing to suck and not have, like, a number one overall pick. There are six or even <laughs> Or you can be seven. the Jets, and whenever you're picking in the top three, you mess it up anyway. Oh, my gosh. Zach Wilson, <laughs> number two? No, thank you. Sam Darnold? Oof. Now, Ooh. there are six or seven QBs, I mean, depending on who you ask, that could go in the first round, including Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix, Quinn Ewers, even Shadora Sanders. So onside offsides, at least four quarterbacks will go in the top six this year. Oh, this is easy. Easy, easy, easy. Oh, in the top six? Huh. Actually, I thought you meant the first round. No, no, no. Top six with those teams, Giants, Patriots, Rams, Bears, Cardinals, and then whoever else could potentially be in there. And last year we had three go in the, what was it, top four. Yeah, because the Colts are in at four. Yeah, you will have four go in the top six because there's no doubt about it that one and two or two of the first three picks in the draft, you're definitely going to have because the Cardinals, right, could be picking – no, not with the Texans. They won't no, be picking high up like anymore. the Texans are 12 or 13 right now. But the Bears will be. So the Bears replace the way that we thought about the Cardinals because the Panthers picking their own pick. So they could go quarterback, non-quarterback, but they're going to take a quarterback. So Williams and May will definitely be the top three picks. And then the top six, yeah, you could find two other quarterbacks. And the team's going to have to move up. Maybe someone comes up from 10 to get into the top six. But, yeah, I'll go onside there. Uh, different way that I originally thought the question was. But, yeah, sure, at least four quarterbacks will go in the top six this year. It's still an onside. All right, so after throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns in last week's loss to the Eagles, Sam Howell threw for 325 and a touchdown in the comeback win over the Pats yesterday. Howell's on pace for 4,500 yards and 26 touchdowns this year. So onside, offside, Sam Howell has proven he will be a quality NFL starter for the long term. I don't know if he has a ceiling of being great, but he has displayed so far he could be a good quarterback, an above-average quarterback in a short sample size in the NFL. And it's nothing to do with what the commanders are saying. It's what other teams are saying. Jason Kelsey, highly complimentary when he didn't need to be to Sam Howell. Even, you know, I know he's not the end-all, be-all, and I know he's not the uh, football ruler of good and bad quarterback play, but Alan Siegel, who covers the Patriots, he was doing eye on football yesterday, and he was like, the commanders, you could tell, easily have something here in Sam Howell with the way that he was playing in the game. So I think Sam Howell, when you just say will be a quality NFL starter, that's just being like a good, solid starter, the way that I view that question in this league. I'm not saying he will be a pro bowler. I'm not saying he's going to be an elite starter, but he's a guy that you could win some games with. They now got to fix the rest of that roster with the commanders. There'll be major changes after this season with the new regime coming on in with uh, Josh Harris and also Magic Johnson. So onsides. All right, number 16, Oregon State beat Colorado and QB DJ Uyunglele. Say that 10 times fast. DJ Uyunglele slash DJU. <laughs> but I've actually like mastered his name. I've like practiced his name over and over and over DJ again. DJ Uyunglele. DJ Uyunglele. Yep. Halapuli Vati Vaitai. Yeah, no thank Tua you. Tua Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa I got. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can do that one too. Those are my four favorite names in sports right now. What was the second one? Uh, Halepuli Vati Vaitai. He's like a former offensive lineman. He still may be in the league. He was with the Eagles, Lions maybe. But yeah, Big V they called him. You could see why. Now he's rolling with 10 touchdown passes, no picks over his last four games. Now after his three subpar seasons at Clemson, 
as a highly touted five-star recruit. DJU has 18 touchdowns and four picks in Corvallis. So onside, offside, DJU does have a future as an NFL quarterback. And the Clemson system was horrible, and they had no offensive line. I'm not saying he's going to become Jalen Hurts, like to the level of greatness that Jalen Hurts is displaying right now, but it could be a very similar storyline that we saw happen with Jalen Hurts when you were the guy, right, touted as the guy at Clemson, then you lose your job, and then you go somewhere else, and you have success. Now, there was more spotlight on Jalen Hurts because he was at Oklahoma, and he was doing it with Lincoln Riley, and he was a Heisman Trophy finalist, and DJU is at Oregon State right now, and he's not getting the hype, but... I think he could have a future as a guy that goes in the second or third round and has a shot to be a team starting quarterback at least for like four or five years. So, yeah, I go on sides. All right, last one is all eyes are on the gridiron, but some big news on the diamond today is former Brewers skipper Craig Council chose the Cubs over the Mets as his next job. The Cubs missed the postseason by just one game, though the disappointing Mets had baseball's top payroll Ridiculous at three hundred and fifty-three yeah. million dollars. Spend Stevie spend. And the Cubs in Chicago were twelfth in the in, in, in baseball. Onside, offside. Council made a mistake choosing the Cubs over the Mets. And he knows David Stearns too, who's running the Mets. Um, it's tough to say that he made a mistake when both teams were like eh, last year. The Mets are more disappointing. The Cubs are disappointing towards the end of the season. They paid him forty million dollars. I read over five years. And he doesn't even have to move his family. You can just drive 90 minutes from Milwaukee to Chicago if you want. Um, I'm going to say offside there when you ask me, did Council make a mistake choosing the Cubs over the Mets? Still a legendary brand like the Cubs. And we got to see what the Mets are going to be because we know they'll spend on Steve Cohen, but can they go win? Because one year they had a lot of wins, and then last year they went in the wrong direction. So I will say offside on that one. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.